Welcome to Radio KAL, the Superman podcast brought to you by supermanhomepage.com, the number one Superman site in the world. This is show number 37, released on January 30th, 2008. My name is Steve Eunice and with me is Neil Bailey. Hi Neil, welcome to 2008. Hey Steve, in Australia they do stuff backwards, right? So uh, we're upside down, so this is like what, early November for you? <laughs> well, it's uh, it's already the end of January, so 2008 is already a month old, uh, hard to believe. Uh, with this being our first show for 2008, the year of uh, Superman's 70th anniversary, I'm sure uh, it's going to be a big year for Superman fans. Yeah, yeah, I really think so too. I'm I'm looking forward to the Metropolis celebration quite a bit and mm-hmm. uh changing of the guard on the comic books and the potentiality of a new movie. Yeah, well, uh, Metropolis should be a blast. Uh we're both attending this year, God willing. Uh now traditionally uh Superman's birthday is celebrated on February 29th, uh, a gimmicky idea to explain why he doesn't age, what with his birthday only coming every 4 years, but regardless, we will be celebrating Superman's 70th anniversary birthday, what have you, uh at the Superman homepage with a pretty cool contest. Uh, we've uh, teamed up with Warner Brothers and you know, we can, we've we got uh, a, a cool prize coming, uh, so be sure to visit on February 1st to see what that contest is all about. Nice. What's, uh, what's the prize going to be? Well, it's a Superman birthday prize pack valued at over $250, so we'll give you the full details of what's in that prize pack when the contest begins on February 1st. That sounds like fun. You might get an entry from a guy named Veal Naley. <laughs> well, uh, let's get into our discussion. You mentioned a changing of the guard in the comics. Uh, were you shocked at the announcement that Kurt Busiek would be leaving the Superman comics? Honest, honestly, not not really. But uh, I couldn't for the life of me how imagine how his run would be succeeding. But uh, I don't know. I kept uh, reading reading articles for the whole run indicating that in a uh, time of increasing circulation, his sales were down, things like that, you know. But you never trust a scuttlebutt on the Internet totally. But um, there was more of a positive fan response to the run than I've ever seen with a run that I didn't like in my experience. Usually what I think is driving pretty well with people um, who are reading the books. But... Uh, Knowing the way DC editorial works, my guess is that uh, Busiek wasn't ganked for that, you know, for the sales or anything, or the stories even, but rather because he's he's doing the mainstay weekly, which kind of puzzles me, given that they've gone from this horrid lack of success with Countdown, um, which succeeded sales-wise sort of towards the end, but everyone is just pretty much saying, it sucks! And then now they're going to do another weekly, after everyone was all agitated about it, I guess it's making sales, but uh, they're going to use Busiek from what we hear, but that could all be false too. Who knows? Mm. I wish they'd be clear with us. But even his most staunch defenders tend to agree. He kind of falters a little bit when he's got a heavy workload. For instance, Camelot Falls, people loved for the most part, but people tended to wail a lot on his fill-in issues, which, which is, you know, imagine a book every week instead of a book every two weeks. Point being, no, no surprise on my part on his leaving. I saw that coming, but... Uh, they can't keep an artist regular on Superman to save their own lives, and I'm still puzzled by the hows and the whys of that. Yeah. Well, you've received a bit of flack from our uh, well, our reader base uh, in regards to your Bailey Planet video rant, in which you humorously rejoiced at Busiek's leaving. Uh, what's your response to that criticism? Uh, same thing I said on the message board. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a bit, guys. Grow a sense of humor. Busiek knows that I'm not out to kill him and that I that I like him personally, but it's the same response that I've always had to the sock phrase, I like this and you didn't, so you're wrong and need to die. And you know, yeah. Though I can see where folks would say, but Busiek contributed to the site. You should show some respect. 
But that's, you know, not necessarily true. I mean, I have respect for the work he does here. I really do. And I've publicly and privately thanked him for his contribution. But that doesn't behold me to anyone. I mean, I'll poke fun at Steve. I'll poke fun at Kurt. I'll poke fun at people I really, really like. Um, and that's just that's what you do when you're trying to entertain people. You, you use comedic bits. And people know I didn't like music, so that was funny. Um, music's run, rather, not music. I do like music. But if I were to be kind to an artist or a title, simply out of deference to the proximity, then that would make me a shill, and I would be sucking up to Steve right now instead of poking fun at Australia. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, uh, we'll touch on this more in the big question segment of the show, but do you think the fact that Chloe Sullivan will now not be making the transition to the Superman comic books have anything to do with Kurt leaving the books? Uh, honestly, I have no insight to the process there, which is part of the problem with the transparency, you know, that, like I was mentioning before, but I don't know. Um, I, I hope it has to do with the fact that it's not the right story at this time, not just because music split, because I think the story should ir- be irrespective of their authors if they're going to happen. Yeah, well, regardless what you or I or anyone else thought of uh, Kurt's writing... I'd personally like to thank him for not only the stories he gave us in the comics and the work he put in, but also the time he gave to the Superman homepage in the QFK, the Questions for Kurt forum. Uh, we've still got a few more months' worth of uh, Kurt answering our questions. Uh, no word yet on who the replacement writer is, and we can't promise that they'll continue on the question forum that Kurt so kindly participated in, but we'll do our best. Yep, I'll definitely thank you too for the questions column, but let me uh, let me let me just put it that way. <laughs> Not so much about the stories, but the future versions in uh, Camelot Falls. That was neat. I'll thank you for that. Okay. Well, on the other side of the ledger, we've got Jeff Johns with a new look Brainiac. Uh, did you see the image posted online? I did indeed, and I'm eager to see where he goes with that. Actually. Yeah. Well, it sounds like uh, Jeff is really going to ramp up the threat that is Brainiac. Uh, looks very promising. Yeah, I certainly hope so. I mean, I mean, we haven't really seen a crazy Brainiac story since, what, 2003? And that was in our worlds at war, right? Uh, I think so. Uh, Brainiac's been missing for a while. Um, obviously, the bottled city of Candor, or should I say the bottled cities of Candor, will play a major role in the upcoming Brainiac saga. Yeah, yeah we saw him in the... I, I was thinking, we saw him in the Teen Titans run pretty recently, but uh, that was one of the big things that excited me for that comic in the first place. I'm hoping Candor has some kind of rational explanation now. I still, for the life of me, have no idea why they changed the continuity at all. Yeah, well, let's hope that uh, Jeff can explain that. Um, Now, it's no secret that you're no fan of Countdown to Final Crisis, uh, with the weekly comic getting nearer its end. Are you looking forward to the Final Crisis? Uh, Can Morrison save what has, to many people, been a slow and painful Countdown? Uh, I don't know. Again, another broken record thing. The last (laughs) few issues... of Countdown is sort of moving the plot forward for me, but it's still essentially absent of character. It's like all of these characters that have been ill-defined are now suddenly running in a circle. It's my, my impression from the Wizard interview I read is that Countdown and Final Crisis are two uh, different entities. Morrison has always, always been extraordinarily hit and miss with me. Sometimes he's just glorious, and other times he's uh, and dead on awesome, but other times you're just sitting there scratching your head saying, oh, was, was that epic? I, I don't know. And, and and I get the feeling that this isn't going to be an event so much as a Morrison story. Uh, so I'm looking at it with unsure eyes, I guess. Yeah, well, I will say that the last few issues of Countdown have started to pick up for me. Uh, the pace has increased, and stories are starting to converge to paint a bigger picture, but it took way too long getting there in the first place. Yeah. Okay, well, let's leave the comics behind for the moment and start in on TV with uh, new episodes of Smallville beginning as of January 31st. 
Yeah, heck, I'm rusty. It's probably been the biggest break I've had from the show in quite some time. Yeah, well, I'm guessing that we'll only get 15 episodes from Season 7, with the writer's strike still ongoing. Uh, what are you expecting from these remaining few episodes? I'm just kind of expecting that they'll probably follow the par for the rest of the season. You know, uh, not not as great as we'd like them, but not as bad as Season 4, perhaps. I don't know. My big fear, which I see more and more coming along, is is that the show will end on a cliffhanger or Lex being written out without a good catalyst. That really scares me. Yeah, well, it's frustrating as a fan not knowing what will happen in regards to the remainder of Season 7, uh, whether there'll be a Season 8, and if so, who of the cast members will stick around for an 8th season. Uh, no answers are forthcoming at this point in time from the powers that be because everything's still up in the air. Uh, what's your gut feeling? Oh, God, my gut feeling, which may be totally wrong is that it'll end on the cliffhanger, the whole series, no next season. Mm. Just like Lois and Clark did. Yeah, yeah, just like that. And, and that's, that's, however, I've got to stress, not based on any logic or knowledge, but in my bias on the show right now, because it's been so long. I mean, I know that the show has disappointed me repeatedly and kind of gone downhill and downhill and downhill. And the only way for it to stay true to form in that respect, as sad as it is to say that, is to end without closure. Well, let's hope that you uh, are wrong and that we get some kind of satisfying ending to the show, uh, whether it be in Season 7 or Season 8. But quick question for you. When was the last time you heard, saw, or read Tom Welling being interviewed about Smallville? Yeah, um, it's been a long time, I think. But yeah, I'm hoping that uh, I'm wrong too. But why do you ask? Well, I mean, you see interviews with uh, Michael Rosenbaum and Alison Mack and Kristen Crook and Erica Durant and... Um, Ashmore and the others all the time but the star of the show seems to never be around uh, he doesn't attend conventions he doesn't go, get quoted about the show in magazine articles or websites or video interviews uh, is it just me or does he seem to be the distancing himself from the show or uh, you know is it uh, something else um, people say he's too busy uh, but surely that can't be the only reason he seems um, you know to to have some breaks in the production of the show, but uh, it just seems to me like three or four seasons since I've heard anything from Tom, Tom Welling about Smallville. I've seen the uh, kind of fluffer pieces in in in, uh, in Smallville magazine, the fluff pieces. But uh, the the uh, Welling has always kind of had an aversion to being labeled as Superman, but there's some logic to all that. He's still a young actor, and there's a history there of people, you know, not being able to break the typecast. I don't know. It, I don't think it does. It, it, I, I don't know that it means that he doesn't want to do Superman more than he just wants to do other things after Superman. I believe that he will not, under any circumstances, don the tights and the cape, no matter how much cash is offered. It may be. Uh, someone, some people say it's too late that he's already been typecast. I don't know. I, I just think it seems odd that he hasn't been heard from for what seems like years. Yeah. I don't know, I think if they had done Smallville as a four-year show with a clear arc and a finale, it would have made sense. And Now that, that Clark is kind of in that show, um, they just can't make without at least a year or two of new stories the snappily Superman, mm. even then there would have to be a ton of character change. Anyway, uh, between our last show uh, last year and this show, the announcement was made that the Justice League of America movie has been officially postponed. Uh, the delay being due to the fact that the script needs rewrites, and that can't be done while the writer's strike continues. So the movie has been postponed, at least until, I guess, the middle of this year is what I'm hearing. And to you, is this good news or bad news? 
Well, you always want more Superman media, but it's not much news at all to me, really. I just I haven't gotten any emotional attachment to the film either way. I'm trying to distance myself a bit because I still don't see. I, like I was saying before, they started rump, ramping up the production. I don't see how it's going to get made when they're still getting four of the big six characters off the ground in their own solo movie careers. Yeah, well, some of the casting seemed way off to me. Uh, whether it be Scott Porter or DJ Katrona, I don't think either of those guys look right for the role of Superman. Personally, I I just don't know. I Maybe by putting some distance between themselves and what seemed like a rushed schedule, the uh, the powers that be might be able to get some clarity on the whole thing and uh, make some uh, better judgment decisions. Uh, I just think it's disappointing that we won't see any type of Superman on the big screen until 2010. Yeah, yeah. All in all, despite my optimism for the coming year, I'm I'm kind of disappointed of late with how the caretakers have handled the properties and the franchises in most respects lately. Okay, well, uh, before we jump into the big question segment of the show, uh, here's the teaser trailers for the audio dramas Superman, The Last Son of Krypton, Episode 37, and Supergirl, The Last Daughter, the Lost Daughter of Krypton, Episode 9. Captain Sawyer stands up to her captor. Perhaps you've noticed the string of recent deaths in Metropolis. I certainly have. That's... Because you were the one who killed those people. She used me! She manipulated me. She gave me the tech. She gave me the means. She gave me the targets. Steel and Natasha have their hands full. Look out! Cat is hot on Envy's trail. What's that? The key to Envy. We're going to need transportation. Something fast. You know I can't officially do that, right? And Superman finds someone sympathetic to the cause. Those are dreams long gone to a power-hungry despot. It's best you realize that and move on. Accept your fate, as I have. Is living without happiness really living? As long as I breathe, yes. But is it worth it? Catch Superman, The Last Son of Krypton, issue 37, on January 30th, 2008. SupermanHomePage.com Next time on Supergirl, Lost Daughter of Krypton. The search for Kara continues. Mary, it's Kara. You haven't exhausted your resources, Lane. A new player enters the game. So Tiger 5 still in business. Where? America. While others consider their position. This might amount to nothing, but there is every potential for disruption to the plan. And Kara has trouble staying put. <sighs> I'm bored. Hey, you think we'll find any pizza places still open? With inevitable results. Stop! Supergirl, Lost Daughter of Krypton, Issue 9, Revelations and Riots. Debuts January 30th, 2008 at supermanhomepage.com. Let's start with the big question. Last month we asked the question, what do you think about Chloe Sullivan making her debut in the Superman comic books? And unfortunately, as we've already discussed, uh, we've discovered that that is no longer happening. She's not coming to the comic books, which seems strange to me. Why they announced 
that she would be in the comics ahead of time if they later decided not to do it. Yeah, I even recorded a Bailey Planet about it just before <laughs> it happened, but it, it's it's quite frustrating. Not only as a fan, but as a journalist slash fan site guy, we get, we work to get people talking about this stuff positively and negatively. Spend our time, you know, getting excitement. And it's just cut off. I don't know. Part of that whole responsibility to put out what you say you will put out when you say you will put out the the, the product DC, you know. But the, the frustration here is that since I was skeptical of this, now I sound moronic when I question why it didn't come out. Lose, lose. <laughs> yeah, well, either way, uh, people made some interesting comments on the topic, regardless of DC's decision not to go ahead with Chloe in the comics. So here's what some people had to say via email on this topic. All right, we got B.L. Woodridge who wrote, Gee, her, not G, I'm sorry. Hey, guys, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year to y'all. I'm glad for Chloe Sullivan's inclusion into the DC Comics universe, but I've always felt that she would be a better fit for Batman's cast of characters rather than Superman's. I think Chloe would be perfect as the Dark Knight's Girl Friday or Margot Lane-type assistant and potential love interest. But maybe that's just asking for too much. Take care, guys, and keep up the great work. Interesting. Yep, thanks, BL. Uh, Ismail Perez wrote, I don't mind seeing the character of Chloe being brought to the comics as it gives a chance for Superman fans who may not be Smallville fans to have their one version of a character of a great character. Even with that, I do believe Chloe should die in Smallville. I've always thought that Lex should kill Chloe and that one action would be his final descent into darkness and the final rift between him and Clark. Good point. Calvin Bowes wrote, First off, I personally stopped watching Smallville when it became obvious that the creators of the show care very little for the mythos and the, about who Superman is and Clark sleeping with Lana was the last straw that broke the camel's back for me. That aside, however, Chloe was my favorite character on the show, and I feel she would make a nice addition to the comics, and I personally would throw out the Smallville connection and treat her as a brand new character, have her as a teenager about Jimmy's age. I think that would be the best way to introduce her. The comics have enough problems with continuity without bringing the TV series into it. So as, so as I was saying, have the 30-year-old Clark meet the 15-year-old Chloe for the first time. Well, that'd be kind of twisted for me. <laughs> yeah, well, that was... But I like it. Yeah, well, that was going along those kind of lines from what we'd heard, but uh, obviously that's yeah. not happening anymore. So Anyway, we'll keep going. Eric Peterson wrote, uh, Chloe is one of the best characters on Smallville, so done well, she would make a fine character in the comics too. However, the characters in Smallville are often quite different than their counterparts in the comics, so if she's done really different in the comics, then it's hard to say. Do they need to add another character? Probably not, but it's good marketing for them, and I believe it could be done well. Which is, yeah, interesting, because I believe that... Uh, Bringing Chloe in would probably bring some Smallville fans who weren't comic book readers into the fold, but not to be. Fine, yeah, especially if they wrote a good story, you know? That, yep. That'd be the key thing. But. Okay, Angie Campbell wrote, I have to admit I'm much more familiar with the live media surrounding Superman than the comics. I've picked up a Superman comic or two over the years, but I might pick up more or subscribe to a series now that Chloe's being added. As much... Oh, sorry, Angie. As much as I love Clark and Lois and the overall mythos, Chloe's hands down my favorite character on Smallville. Chloe has to be the world's best friend ever, keeping Clark's secret while encouraging him to become the superhero we know he's designed to be, or he's destined to be, and I'm glad DC is rewarding her by bringing her into the comic books. Sure, she's similar to Lois, and although I love Lois, uh, Erica Durant's on Smallville, I do agree with some of Neil's comments, thank you, that have both Chloe and Lois on the show... Is having Chloe and Lois on the show is a bit redundant at times. Uh, but since I love both characters, I really don't care that much. I seriously doubt Chloe will play a large role in the comics, but it's a nice shout-out to all of the Chloe fans out there to have her finally incorporated into the comics. It's also a great testament to Alison Mack for a stellar portrayal of this popular character. In short, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah I like Alice too. <laughs> <laughs> Which would be interesting. I wonder what... Uh, we heard Alison Mack's uh, comments on whether how she felt about the character being brought into the comics, and... Uh, 
wonder if anyone's going to interview her now when it's not happening and why she thinks uh, it, it didn't go ahead. But uh, anyway, uh, thanks for all those email responses. It's unfortunate that this whole thing isn't happening after all. But uh, anyway, we also asked this same question in the Radio KAL live broadcast, which took place on January 22nd. And here's the best bits from that broadcast. Starcraft, did you want to pipe in on what you thought of uh, Chloe making the transition into the comics? Uh, yeah, actually, um, well, I, I haven't actually watched Smallville, I'll have to admit that. So I'm actually a bit interested in seeing, just in general, you know, a character that's from another medium being brought in. I mean, I've already heard, you know, some people I know of who don't really care for, you know, when LifeWire brought, came in, but I actually I liked it, but... I can look at it as an example of what, this, what can go the wrong way with bringing a character from another medium, but so who knows? Maybe Coley will end up being just another one of Kurt Busiek's one-off characters, or maybe she'll be just as good as um, Harley Quinn or um, Renee. Okay, we've got uh, someone by the name of Matthew Boo. I think that's how you pronounce it. Uh, did you want to have a, a say on, on this uh, Chloe Sullivan issue? Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm fine with it. Uh, I have to say that... Uh, uh, my family, we've watched Smallville since the very, very beginning, since the very first episode, mm-hmm. and uh, we have really enjoyed Smallville. I mean, being as that you know we haven't had anything really on the on the TV screen except for you know except for the movie with Christopher Reeve, yeah. and uh, after that it was kind of a, a it was kind of Superman was kind of dead. You know, there wasn't anything on TV except for cartoons or things like that. So we were really happy to see Smallville, and uh, we we've watched. We made sure we've been home every Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday since it's been changed on its time slots and days, and uh, we really enjoy the show. And uh, uh, I'm glad to see uh, uh, Chloe Sullivan introduced in the comics. I really am. Uh, I think she's a great character on the show. I think she was a real good friend of Clark. She's always been a real good friend of Clark, and uh, I think it's good to have her. Yeah, well, uh, I think... uh Regardless of what you think of Smallville, because there are people who uh, absolutely love the show, like you said uh, just then, and there are people who feel that it went downhill after the first couple of seasons, but uh, Chloe's always been a character that's uh, been uh, high, highly regarded by most fans, whether they are big fans of the show or not, and uh, if anything, I think they uh, uh, think that she's been uh, poorly written in some respects, that not used enough or disrespected by... You know, bringing in, bringing in other characters that uh, Chloe could have easily have uh, been in place of. So, yeah, it's interesting. Might leave it there. Uh, thank you, uh, Matthew Boo and Stardcraft, for uh, joining us and chatting with us today. You're welcome. And thank you, Neil, yeah. as always, for, for joining me. Yeah, thank you, Steve. Good time. Thanks to everyone who participated in the live broadcast. We'll announce the next live show later this month. Okay, Neil, what's the this month's new big question? Well, credit to Steve for this idea, but uh, on the occasion of Superman's 70th birthday slash anniversary, we want to know, why are you a Superman fan? Yeah, interesting question. Why are you a Superman fan? If you want to submit your answer to this big question, you can email in your response, either as text, or you can record and send in your own MP3 file by using the big question button found at the Radio KAL webpage at the site. Or you can hang out for the live Skype cast show and have your say there. Only one thing alive with less than four legs can hear this frequency, Superman, and that's you. Time for the Super Secret Soundbite Contest. Last month we played a soundbite from the Smallville Season 3 episode titled Exile, 
and only five people correctly identified the sound, and those people are Brandon Wigginton, Paddy, Steve Holmes, DJ Goofy, and Justin Samatsis. Short field. Congratulations, guys. Good job. Let's see if we can get more people to correctly identify which episode of Smallville this sound comes from. I think it's time I accept the fact that she's gone and move on. If you think you know which episode of Smallville that sound come from, came from, comes from, use the super secret sound by entry form at the Radio KAL webpage and send your entry in. Each person who guesses it right will have their name read out in the next Radio KAL podcast. Superman in song time. Let's see, what do we got this month? Uh, spoken more jazz tune with Alanis Morissette and Bing Crosby. Uh, not quite. Uh, this show we have a request. Todd McCurchin is celebrating his birthday the day this show was released and requested we play Who Said by Miley Cyrus from the Hannah Montana soundtrack. Congrats, Todd. Hope you have many more. Yep, happy birthday, Todd. Here's your song. Yeah. 
And that's the show. Our first of many for 2008, hopefully. Remember, you can email Neil and I to request a song, suggest a discussion topic, or give whatever other feedback you want to give regarding the show by clicking on the KAL mail button on the Radio KAL webpage. Uh, We'll do our best to honour your requests and suggestions as best we can. Thanks, Neil. Thanks, Steve, and you stay classy. (laughs) You've been listening to Radio KAL from supermanhomepage.com.